I wonder if the biggest pain you've dealt with is rejection. And some of us, the reason why we can't go forward with confidence is because somebody in your world didn't like your dream. Some boss, some ex, some friend reject. Rejection is part of life. I have been rejected many times over. And what I have learned about it is I can't let rejection control my narrative. I wish preachers would talk more about hurt because I'm 39 and a lot of life has been painful. A lot of life has not been what I thought it would be. A lot of relationships that I have did not turn out the way that I envisioned. There were plans that I had and things that I thought that I would do that I have yet to step into personally. Even though there is pain through your journey, even though there is hurt in our life, we don't have to let our hurt control the narrative of our life. We need to get free and allow Jesus to get a hold of our pain because he came to heal that brokenness in our life. God does not do this to you because he's angry with you. God does not test you because he's upset with you. God does this because by the time you walk into your dream, you need to have the character and the wherewithal to be able to handle the magnitude and the weight and the significance of your dream. Oh, I want to convince you there's something great on your life. God has a plan for you. There's something bigger and better. And God is going to use the pain and the hurt that you go through not to set you back, but to fuel you forward. God says to the believer, in this world, there's going to be difficulty, hardship, uh, trying times. But this is what I'm going to do in it, Jack. This is what I'm going to do in it, Lisa. This is what I'm going to do in it, insert your name. I'm at work in all of this. That's what God announces. But I didn't read the fine print. And many Christians today are not reading the fine print of the Bible. They want a God who will make them wealthy. They want a God that will make them happy. They want a God that will make them popular. And the Bible knows nothing about that. But it's something that the, the human desire wants. And so we need greater faith if we are really going to make it through, not just making it through, but when life hurts, what's going on? When we get hit, where does our mind and where does our logic, for that reason, where does our faith go? Part of being a human being is that we are a faith-based creature. No matter what you believe or do not believe, you're still a faith-based creature. You operate in hope. And faith is that vehicle that God has given us that takes us to the destination of hope. Now listen, faith is not the hope of itself. Faith in Jesus Christ, the Bible says, bring, brings you hope. It's not having more faith of faith. Oh, I've got so much faith, I have faith in faith. Dude, if you have faith in faith, you're in big trouble. You are to have faith in God. Your faith is only as strong as that object in which you trust in. And so all of us are trusting in someone or something. But is it God? He has promised us in this life persecution, hardships, generic sickness of life, common sufferings. But we need to remember something, that God is doing all of these things in our life and allowing these things in our life. Number one, that our faith 
would be greater. I want to give you four things, four tests that all of us have to pass and they're usually painful in this, what I have found in life and it's what we have to go through in order for us to walk in our full potential. It's not because God's mad, it's just God's getting you ready for what he has for your life. Here's the first one, write down, it's usually jealousy. I don't know how to tell you this. Not everybody likes you. In fact, you're going to go through some rejection in your life. All of us are going to be rejected at some point. All of us at some point are going to face, whether you face it on the internet or you face it in real life, Jesus said they rejected me, they're for sure going to reject you. Part of life is facing rejection. And I don't know anybody that's like, you know what I love? I love being rejected. It's crazy. I've just mastered it. Rejection stings. Rejection hurts. Remember, not everybody likes the favor that's on your life. Not everybody likes the seat you have at the table. Not everybody likes the success that you're dealing with. Not everybody likes the call that's on your life, the dream that's in your heart, the favor that's in your world. But I'm telling you, God is greater and God is bigger and God has a plan even in the midst of rejection. See, listen, no matter what people do to you, they can't take away what's on your life. No matter what life serves you, if you got something from God on you, come on, people are going to recognize there's something about you. There's something different in you. There's something about the call and the gifting in your life. Man can't steal what God has instilled. Here's the second test you got to pass. Write down number two. It's the test of temptation. The first one is rejection. The second one is temptation. Some of us need to start seeing temptation. It's not about this person. It is all about God. The test might come in one way, and I might be tempted to do this thing, but I know it is about being faithful to God. If you ever want to do something great for God, you got to be faithful in small things, faithful in little things, and faithful in things that don't belong to you. I'm telling you, God has such great things for your life, but one of the things that will hurt is when you and I bow down and give in to a moment of pleasure and a moment of temptation. I'm telling you, in my lifetime and in your lifetime, the fail failure that we have participated in, it will literally set us back and it will cause us to lose our confidence when we indulge in the passing pleasures of sin. Maybe somebody else didn't hurt you, maybe you hurt yourself. People may see you one way, but it does not change the way God sees you. In God's eyes, you are called. You are loved. He's got a call. He's got a future. He's got a plan. He's got, come on, somebody thank God today. He's got something for your life. Here's the third test you got to pass. I'm telling you, life can be painful. Write down the third one. It is the test of isolation. Oh, this one's so hard. It's the test. The first one's rejection. The second one's temptation. And the third one is isolation. I, I believe one of the greatest things that God will do in your life is that God will give you a season of loneliness to prepare you for the thing that he has for you. And a lot of us, our biggest struggle is that we hate isolation. I wonder if FOMO is delaying your destiny. I wonder if you trying to be out and about and at everything with everyone is slowing down the great thing that God wants to do in your life. You need 
need some isolation for a little bit. You need an isolation for a season so God can start to rework and rewire and reshape and renew and revive and restore and bring redemption to the broken thing in your life. And I just love this about God. A lot of us are so afraid of being alone. But I believe that loneliness, if you use it right, will make you lethal. Loneliness, if you use it for your advantage, it could actually make you better than you could ever imagine. That's why the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1, remember now your creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days draw near and you find no pleasure in them. What's the Bible talking about? Remember now your creator, serve God now. Serve in, in the days of your youth before the difficult days draw near. But I remember a season of isolation of God calling me saying, you know what, I'm just gonna allow you. Don't, don't see this as rejection and hurt. Is that it's, it's, oh, I love this. I call it separation for preparation. God's gotta bring you a little separated from everybody else so he can prepare you for the great thing that you're gonna walk in. We want the dream to happen tomorrow. God says there's got to be a process. Joseph 17, when he sees a vision from God, he won't be 30-something until he walks in it. you got to go through the bumps and the bruises and the pain of life for you to walk in the thing that God ultimately has on you and for you. I love this about God. In one moment, Joseph goes from prison to the palace. I want to encourage you. God has a fast forward button and he can use it whenever he wants. God can elevate you and promote you and do something. What could it cost you five years or 10? God can do in the blink of an eye. The first test that we will face is rejection. The second one is temptation. The third, it is isolation, but right down the fourth, it is retribution. Life is this funny way. Life has this funny way and it is this interesting twist and turn that can happen in life where you think just when you passed a test, I'm good. <laughs> God gives you another. And I would say that this test, in my opinion, is the hardest test that I have ever had to face. And again, things that I wish preachers would say more, I wish preachers would talk more about because this hurts. Because now we're talking about relationships. And now we're talking about forgiveness. Have you ever been betrayed? Have you ever been abused? Have you ever been abandoned? Forgiveness is this thing that I find makes sense in my head but I struggle to compute in my heart. Forgiveness is this thing that I find I know I should do, but I struggle to, to put together. How many nights has Joseph cried himself to sleep? How many nights do you think Joseph has been like, dang, I wonder what, wonder what dad's doing tonight. Wonder if he misses me. Wonder how my brothers are doing in a prison cell, thinking about his family. I don't know what your past looks like, but I wanna tell you your future is even better. I don't know what's happened to you. Maybe you have gone through hell on earth. Don't you quit on your dream. 
Don't you quit on the call of God. Don't you quit on what God put in your heart. You might have gone through some hurtful stuff, but if he called you to it, to believe he can give us the strength and the healing, he'll be with us. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he is with me no matter what. I can get rejected. I can get tempted. I could be alone. I could face the hardest situation in my life, but I got Jesus, so I'm good. Come on, if you believe it, give God some praise. If you, if you believe that I could go through anything, because, because God doesn't make me go through stuff and leave me broken. If you've turned to Christ and accepted him as your Lord and Savior, God's hand is upon your life. And the first thing he wants you to know in this is that you are beloved of God. You need to know that. Do you not know that? If you don't know that, you need to know it. And if you're not willing to learn that, you're going to have an impossible time. Life will give you a black eye or more. But if you understand that God loves you, how about this? God loves you so much, he even likes you. Isn't it amazing? According to the Bible, he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. That means if God's got a choice, he wants to be with you. Nobody else may want to be with you, but God wants to be with you. Isn't that enough? Isn't that enough when life throws you things and the home is broken up, the family, the friendships, the job, you've lost everything? Isn't it enough for God to say, I'm here? Do we have faith? Really, do we have faith or do we panic? Do we think this is the end? It's not the end. Life for the Christian is a life of faith and an ever-increasing faith because God has a long-term plan. Thank you.